Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collisions YYC Current and Critical. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Thank you for joining me today for another good old-fashioned chat. It's a new year on the podcast, and I'd like to introduce you to some changes that we're making to the show. We're excited to introduce our partnership program. This will allow us to showcase more of the leaders, innovators, and organizations who are at the forefront of the economic transformation happening in our city and our province. Take a few minutes and be curious. Visit their websites, check them out on social media, and most importantly, get involved where you can. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with Clear Motive Marketing. Full transparency, folks. I am one of the co-founders of Clear Motive Marketing. I have had the privilege and the amazing opportunity to be involved with my current business partner, Chad Kroger, since 2010. And it has been a fantastic ride and just an amazing, amazing journey. But I'm coming here today not as a co-founder, but as a client. Over a year ago, I brought the idea of the podcast to the team, presented the challenges, presented the opportunity, presented why I was excited about it, and they worked with me to create a plan. We built a strategy, we built the brand, we built the website, and they helped me execute, and they helped me execute day in and day out as we are constantly going live with with new, new episodes. They also were a huge help in building the audience, which can be the most challenging things, whether you're a company, with a product or a service, or just a new idea that you need to get out there. So we've grown organically from over 200 downloads last December to over 2,000 this December, which is an all-time record for the show, something we're really proud of, and I couldn't have done it without the ClearMotive team backing me at every step of the way. They specialize in helping brands that operate in fast-paced, highly competitive industries, which, let's be honest, is, is everyone these days, to deliver more consistently and more effectively day in and day out, something that we all know can be an incredible challenge in marketing with the pace of the always-on mindset. With offices and teams in both Calgary and Toronto, they work to make clients better marketers. So if you need a new website, a new brand, or simply a new efficient way to produce and deliver and get your get your creative and market, and get connected with your customers, give us a call and let's have a good old-fashioned chat. Check out our work and our case studies at www.clearmotive.ca. Welcome back to Mr. Adam O'Brien. How are you, Adam? I'm great, man. I, I can't say I'm too warm, though. It's pretty cold today. <laughs> It is. Well, as we were talking earlier, and we'll get into this, the story about your office space and kind of growth that you guys have been going through. But yeah, it's a frosty. I don't know what it's like. Uh, you're up in Edmonton. I'm in Calgary. It's it's kind of that white kind of hoarfrost that's on everything right now. So 100%. it looks beautiful as long as I'm inside. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, Adam, you and I had a great conversation. Well, I think it was, I selfishly, I think it was a great conversation. I think back in June of 2020, which feels like, I don't know, years, decades, lifetimes ago when the roller coaster we've been through. But for starters, you you live and breathe in the, Bitco- in the Bitcoin world. And we're not going to get you to read your, your Bitcoin, your story of how you got into it is awesome. But we're going we're gonna to give, give a plug to the old episode. Go back there if you want to hear that. But you were Bitcoin Solutions when I met you, for starters. And now you're Bitcoin Well. So let's just even start with your business, what's going on, what it's about. And then, man, we'll, we'll rip off the... We'll see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, wicked. Yeah. So we made the switch um, in in conjunction with kind of the the pending RTO or the pending kind of go public transaction onto the venture exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, we Bitcoin Solutions, I think, served its purpose. And when I, you know, it's it's actually funny. The origin of that brand. I was sitting in a hotel room uh, in New York with my wife, my kind of uh, no, my actually my then fiance. Uh, she's now my wife, and and I was like. I just found Bitcoin. We we were just about to launch our our first Bitcoin ATM in Edmonton, the first one in Alberta. And I was like, we were in New York and we had like tickets to go to a hockey game or something. And she's like, okay, let's go. And I was like, no, like I'm I'm here and I got to get this figured out. And like you know, so it was like 
my creative mind was just that's about as creative as I got. It was like, what are we? We are the solution to Bitcoin. Okay, Bitcoin solutions. What's the next? But I, I, I do love the example of uh, <laughs> pressure properly applied. Nothing like, oh shit, I got to get this done now. I I get really effective when I, that really narrows your focus, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I'm I'm like I'm that person where like I will procrastinate to the last minute and then and then get it done and it it'll it'll get done and like you know I won't say flawlessly and toot my own horn, but like often it'll get done fairly well or to an acceptable standard. And uh, it be, because of that pressure. So yeah, so Bitcoin Solutions at the time, it kind of worked. We went through a bit of a rebrand or a bit of a, of a shift um, a few years later, getting a better professionally designed logo and, and some better branding. Um, and then with the Go Public, we needed something that was stronger, I think. We needed something that was kind of more, you know, trademarkable and, and something that would be uh, more distinguished. And so Bitcoin, well, um, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, some people think it's like, like Bitcoin good, like, you know, it's like, do you guys even speak English? Like, what is, what is that? But, but truly the root of it is like, like a well, you know, a well of water is, is like the giver of life. And, and it's, it's, you know, without a well, you would be dead. Um, you, you kind of just straight up and, and, you know, we are, or, or you know, we're, what we were looking to become is the, is the giver of like financial sovereignty. And, and we want to be able, we want to be the well of Bitcoin. And, and, and so, uh, you know, come to the well and like, you know, be fed my child or, 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 or drink or you know, whatever. I, I love a good, or, I love a good origin story. And I was curious if it was sometimes we change names because we get a letter and someone says, Hey, you can't use that name and we do it. But yeah. other times it's because brands evolve and companies evolve. Yeah. And I think it's a good yeah. thing to remember for any entrepreneur out there, any business, you're always going to grow. If you're doing it right, you're going to grow out of yourself, right? You're going to grow into your next goal. And I think sometimes we get so locked into like, well, why are you changing? And we should stick with it. I'm like, well, no, because we've evolved. So to hear you tell that story, I appreciate it. you guys have evolved with a bit of a little bit of a higher purpose in terms of what you're there to yeah work. yeah exactly so yeah that's kind of so we i think i think it was like right after we recorded um that podcast after actually a few, a few months later we we officially pulled the trigger and uh, now we are we are bitcoin well which is super well, congratulations exciting. on the name and more importantly congratulations on the evolution and kind of as the business grows and you guys yeah you should always should always grow out of it but you should always feel slight anxiety of the bar you set of like oh shit now we got to catch up to that <laughs> to me that's like 100%. that's a, that's a perfect space where i'm just uncomfortable enough so hey i got to i got to be super honest this is the transparency part of the podcast your advice in june 2020 was the best advice i received in 2020 that i did not act on so you said tyler whatever you do when you get off this podcast go buy some bitcoin and I want to talk a little bit today of kind of why I didn't and, you know, some of those fears and not understanding and just being really feeling a little bit vulnerable. And then as it started to take off, I hear you in the back of my head. I'm like, son of a bitch, Adam was right. And I was, <laughs> he gave me some rock solid advice. So, hey, from that perspective, I would say that I'm maybe not alone and I'm being bold to make myself feel maybe less like I've missed out on the boat. But there's something overwhelming about it. There's something a bit scary. There's something a bit techy. It's like, oh man, and these wallets, and I don't know. And you hear these stories of losing this and getting hacked. And it, it was easy not to act, even though your advice was not wavering. Tyler, do this. I think I sent you an email and you said, why are you emailing me? Go do this. And I still <laughs> didn't do it, man. I still didn't do it. Because of all that anxiety or just the fear of not knowing quickly translated to the fear of missing out and which was one didn't overpower the other. So curious your thoughts, or maybe that's a little bit of maybe the root of your even reason for being to get, to give people access to this. But is that a common, am I alone in that experience I went through? <laughs> no, man, you're, that is, that is such a common, common theme. And, and, and really like, that's like what you're feeling right now is the same thing I felt in 2013. And that, that's what inspired this, the, the operation. Like, you know, when I, when I like, so your experience right now could be as simple as going as a self, you know, a selfish plug here, going to bitcoinwell.com, uh, and, and, and off you go. Uh, when I bought my first Bitcoin, I like, I met some guy in a back alley 
it was yeah, like, that story it was, is it's it the, like the drug deal of bitcoins and the sketchy side of town. Like, yeah. so again, go back and listen to that first episode because you really go into detail. That's a good. That's a good story. So yeah, plug, it was. Plug, it, go back and listen. It was that, or or you know, wire money to Russia, and 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 so so I think that that you know, the last eight years we've kind of seen the ecosystem, we've seen the industry evolve, and 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 it's certainly getting easier for people. But that being said, there's a long way to go, man. I mean, if you look at like. Look at how uncomfortable sending an email or even even a text message was um, back in the day. Like like even just the contrast from T nine to like what we have now. Like you know our kids are not going to grow up in a in a T nine world where like you have to hit hit like five three times for L or whatever the whatever the numbers were. You know you can just like like your phone basically tells you what you want to say before you even before you even know. And yeah, so yes 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 yes. Like yeah. Kind of continues through. It will get a lot more comfortable. But frankly, like. And and not to not to riff on you too bad here, but like this is this is an important thing that that we have to do is 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 we have to learn and understand you know Bitcoin and 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 like you know being being financially sovereign yourself and 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 understanding how the technology works you know as Uncle Ben says with great power comes great responsibility and 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 we've been given the power of holding our own money uh, you should be scared uh, but that that should also excite you right in the same way like. You know, when I became a dad for the first time, like I was petrified, dude. And I broke my femur three weeks before. Um, and and so I was like in this whole new world. I couldn't walk. I had this like little eight pound infant in my hand. And I was like, good grief. What have I done? Um, but I was so excited. And I was like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to, you know, teach them how to talk and teach them how to skate and teach them how to like run a business and, and how to be a citizen and, and, and all these things, how to be a husband. And and the same thing with my daughters, you know, a few years later and then, you know, a few years after that. And so in the same way that like it excites me to do something that's uncomfortable, I think we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable learning about money. I, I think that that's it's so rooted on like let's talk let's take crypto and Bitcoin, all these things off the table. People are fundamentally uncomfortable with money out of the gate. Inside totally. a very structured world where you go and your mom or maybe your dad, you set up your first bank account in this mythical building and there's so much of it and I think that we're very undereducated and undersupported yeah. and I think that's why people have a lot of challenges and fear and it's a little bit like, I don't know, so I'm just going to like, because it makes us feel, it makes us feel silly sometimes and if then you it start does. bringing in technology, which is another world that people are easily like, whoa, whoa, so now you've got money, which I'm already uncomfortable with, now you've got tech which I've got all these fears on and you bolt the two together, but I love the word about sovereignty. And I think there's a lot about that word that I'd love to unpack in terms of being like, don't, don't rely on the system to take care of you, take care of yourself. And I think there's trends in our society now that are setting us up for like, Hey, you know, the powers that be are not going to take care of us the way that they once did, or uh, sorry, allegedly did. Let's be, you know, not to get too black, (laughs) black helicopters and kind of conspiracy theories there. But that's interesting. Like this chain of empowerment that we're on as a society really, to me, that's where that word sovereignty really lands for me when I hear you say it. Yeah, hundred percent. And like people hear me say financial sovereignty and they're like, Oh, what do you mean? Get rich. It's like, no, no, no. You know, the amount of money is irrelevant. It is, it is fully about being in control of your money. And like, like, like right now, you know, your money is in an RSP, your money's in a savings account, your money's in a life insurance policy and in the bank. And, and you have to ask those people permission to access your money. So, you know, if, if the world goes to hell in a handbasket or, or, you know, we, we start struggling as an economy. I mean, we're hearing the ministers of finance and, and, you know, the government officials saying, how are we going to unlock Canadian savings? How are we going to, you know, make people spend more in order to to kind of catapult the society and 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 the economy? You know, we have money being printed at an unprecedented rate. Seventy percent of our total money in circulation has been printed since April of two thousand and twenty, which is like 
That's that's shocking. Almost three quarters of the money that you have in your bank was printed this year. I did not. I did not know that seventy percent number. That's like, wow. That's that's a. I don't know pyramid scheme, house of cards. I don't know how many like how many things you want to throw. That's really interesting. Wow. Well, and, and how many times are we going to ignore the facts, right? You look at Venezuela, Cyprus, Greece, Turkey, Africa. Like, like these things have happened before, and the results have never been different. <laughs> I know, but but, but that, that's not going to happen to us. We're different, Adam. We're different. That's not going to happen to us. You know, 100%. I know, I know. That's the human condition. I think it's what allows us to, to go forward, but allows us to sometimes run off the cliff as a group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so is that part of what's driving? Because, hey, you and I chatted. I did a quick, just to make myself feel more bad. I went back and saw, like, Bitcoin was around 12 grand when you and I chatted, maybe 11, five. And this morning, 43,000, you know, whatever, whatever I have to look at. So, anyways, just one to sit with that what what, what's been driving some of that because that's a pretty volatile rapid growth in like an eight month period of time seven months yeah it is it's it's uh it's unprecedented i guess um much like much like the economic uncertainty that we're seeing right now i mean if you look at if you look at the world desperate times call for desperate measures and and people are people are looking at the world and looking for a safer place to put their money and like i think micro strategies is the perfect example of all of this where they had like a few hundred million dollars to deploy and they looked at cash, like US dollar, they looked at gold and they looked at Bitcoin and they were like, okay, you know, what are we going to do here? Are we going to do a third, a third, a third? Are we going to do like some Bitcoin as like, you know, just a hedge and then, and then mostly gold and then, and then some cash or like, what's the play? And they were like, you know what? There is nothing safer than Bitcoin right now. Boom. All of it into Bitcoin. And, and I think that as, as that happened, uh, it forced other institutions to look at it. And so Certainly, I think that kind of, you know, kickstarted a little bit. But at the end of the day, we have multi-billion dollar corporations and institutions making the conscious decision to, to buy Bitcoin. And, and like, I don't think multi-billion dollar institutions FOMO in to something, you know, I think <laughs> they're, they're that- They're not probably on the same they, emotional roller coaster that I personally have been on for the last eight years. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're like, yeah, you buy, 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 yeah. buy, buy. You know, these got to go through board meetings. These got to go through like approvals. They got to go through budgeting process. It's, it's like, it's a very intentional mm-hmm. process for a corporation of that size to buy, you know, and take a position in Bitcoin. And so when you're seeing this level of conscious thought and intentional decision to buy Bitcoin, uh, it just, it just continues to make more and more sense. We're seeing that the economic properties and the policies of the Bitcoin protocol are far superior to what we have in our existing monetary policy. I mean, our monetary policy, other than taking us away from anything backing it, hasn't changed in like 150 years. It's only gotten worse. And, and you know, fiat currency, which is like, which is the, the term for like money issued by a government, um, only traditionally and, and historically has only ever worked for between 120 and 150 years. And the US dollar has been around for like 100 years. So, um, we're just kind of getting to the point where history, you know, we have all this data now. We've got the history books. They don't teach it in schools, but we're able to learn it elsewhere. And and we're able to see the writing's kind of on the wall, man. And Bitcoin being decentralized, giving yourself financial sovereignty and, and having control over your money. Bitcoin is the obvious play um, for all and of is that. it Bitcoin specifically or crypto? Because I know that there's a complex world when you start like cascading down underneath that. Bitcoin, I think, is the one, is a household name let's be, you know, that we're all very comfortable with. You obviously went all in on Bitcoin as part of your name and what you're passionate about. Is, right. is it... Is it going to be multiple or is, is it going to be a normalization over time and it's going to come together and it will be a Bitcoin and maybe another one or two? Or what, is, what does that look like? 
It's actually super simple. There's there's Bitcoin, and then there's everything else, which is absolute hot garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> to put it to put it. Adam, I appreciate uh, like your me. willingness to take a position. <laughs> <laughs> never, I've never been afraid to say. I like it. Like that that. <laughs> makes for makes for great content uh, content on the podcast. <laughs> the way and 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 my justification for saying that is that Bitcoin was designed uh, by a or a by a person or a group of persons, and and then they walked away. And and the fact that they walked away made sure it was one thousand percent decentralized. Every single other cryptocurrency on the market, even if its protocols are quote unquote, and I'm like very making very obvious air quotes decentralized. Uh, it means that um, there is still a founder. I mean, even even other other coins that have like literally copied the Bitcoin protocol um, have like founders or big names to them where they can manipulate the price. They're like a spokesperson. They're like, you know, there is nothing else on the market that is truly decentralized. I mean, even even Ethereum. Um, you know, a, a few months ago, it, they they reversed blocks. Like they like they just they just blatantly uh, manipulated the blockchain uh, for the benefit of the network or the benefit of the network. And something that is truly decentralized cannot be manipulated like that. And and the fact that in 12 years, Bitcoin has never been hacked, never been manipulated like that. Um, it just shows the power of the decentralized network and, and the way that the, the peer-to-peer system works is so sound and so bulletproof um, unlike anything we've ever Which seen. Which is what gives it your ability to trust it as a fundamental, like the platform it's built on is bulletproof, to, to, your, to your point. To hear to hear that they just manipulated yeah, it because they felt like it really throws in the face and, and of like, well, that it doesn't have to feat the whole purpose, right? Of being able to pull a few levers just because you felt it was the greater good. That sounds a lot like our current system, but that's another, yeah, that, like that sounds, sounds very familiar, actually. <laughs> Don't worry, we've got your best interest in mind. It, it, it's okay. Hmm. <laughs> it should be alarming. And so, yeah, so I think like the Bitcoin protocol, um, you know, you don't need to kind of like, I recommend everyone understands it. I recommend everyone reads the white paper and everyone does their homework, and, and, but that's not everyone's take and that's fine. Um, you don't need to do that. But the fact that you can, the fact that the option is there for you to learn about and like audit the blockchain and like actually dive into, you know, what's making this tick, uh, that should feel so empowering, right? And that, like, if you walked into the bank and you're like, show me your balance sheet. How much money do you have right now? They'd be like, no, 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 can't do that. Which should terrify you. Like, hey, my money's with you. Can you please prove that you have it? They're like, no. It's like, oh. Because they don't have <laughs> that it. That should be they, very alarming. Primarily, yeah. And, you know, yeah, well, anyway, so yes, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. somewhere. It's somewhere. No, I'd be careful what I say here, but. I have a I have a media training this afternoon. They're probably going to tell me, uh, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we got in just before that then because that can really ruin a guy's perspective or what he's willing to share. That's that's for, that's for sure. Don't don't, uh, don't so, so they're going to put a muzzle on you, are they? No, no. He's like, no, they're not. No, definitely. Um, they're certainly going to try, but, but either I think, uh, I think, I appreciate <laughs> that, but it's, it's getting out there and being willing to share and giving a different point of view and get people like, I like what I'm hearing from you. And when you and I met the first time is you're just putting it out there. This is what your experience was. And if it gets people to go, Hmm, maybe I need to think or look at this world in my own, again, financial sovereignty. That's a really powerful statement. That's a, I, I don't remember you saying that on our first episode. So there's something that's kind of came into your vernacular since then, but that word sovereignty, that's got a lot of weight behind it that I think, yeah, it could. Yeah. yeah well, and as we, that was part of the brand, right? Part of the brand and part of this branding exercise was, was, you know, what are we looking to do? We want to empower society to be financially sovereign and like hard stop. That's, that's what we're looking to do. And, and Bitcoin is the only clear way to do that. Um, so all right, now it comes down to education 
and accessibility. And, and those, those two things are our, are our missions and kind of, you know, the way that like what, like the, the overarching thought that's dominating our decisions right now is does this get us closer to a society that is financially sovereign? And if the answer is no, it's scrapped. Mm, I, um, I appreciate having that kind of filter. Because yes, you guys probably have a million as a business, so many directions. You probably are drowning in different, like what's the actual objective and kind of what are the key results that are going to allow us, like does it get us closer or does it not? And that takes a lot of discipline because you guys, I, you guys, would you, are you, you're fin- you guys are a tech startup. Is that a fair, fair, a fair way to categorize you guys? Are you guys a tech company? <laughs> like, yes, but also like <laughs> we're profitable and we like generate like, millions of dollars in revenue and so and so like like you know a tech startup i don't think is supposed to make money for like 20 or 30 years or something like that that's a whole, uh, that's where, a whole other podcast for another day but yes absolutely whereas you know like we've been kind of like self-funded and and, and kind of been able to develop technologies uh while operating and, and, and while kind of selling a product and so um we're kind of in this weird like hybrid of, of we're operationally kind of cash focused at the same time as being growth and, and kind of technology focused. So, um, yeah, you know, I think we are classified, like when we list on the venture exchange, we will be classified as, or, uh, you know, when we're expected to list on the venture exchange, we are hoping to be classified as a, um, as a financial technology, um, you know, we're, we're going to be a technology issuer, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we have a product that we sell and that we we book revenue and profits on. Okay. So, uh, because I'll, I'll, and not to get down the road of this, but th- those all affect your multiples. Those all affect how you get valuated, right? Oh, Is yeah. how you position yourselves. It's so critical. But cash ca- flow positive already starts the story from a good from a good place in terms of versus yeah. you said like the tech startup scene. Like we're bet we're betting on a future that might be twenty years out or ten years out. That's exactly right, and I think that future, like you know, if we're doing our job properly, we should be shrinking the time it takes to get to that spot right we are we are like we're hyper focused on making bitcoin as usable as possible in the safest way possible and 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 safety to me is is consumer uh freedom consumer uh you know choice consumer education and it's 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 giving the power to the consumer um that's that's the well, end it's goal. an interesting transition if i want to think about like a lot of my buddies or people that i talked about bitcoin with it's like this way to invest and make money when it goes up but the reality is like, no, this is actually a way to transact in your life. Like it's, there's two different sides of it in my mind, just listening to you talk. There's the, can I buy a coffee with it or a car or a house versus if I buy it at 10, does it go up to 40 or not? You know, how far are we away from moving to more of a, an easier adoption to be able to actually use it as a, as a currency to, to transact in your, in your daily life? Great question. And I actually, I want to jump on something quickly first. Just, just, just touched on Bitcoin. My, even, even my thought process is kind of like still baking around this and, and, and feeling transitioning in here. Bitcoin though, I don't think Bitcoin is an investment anymore. Um, you know, when, when, when I first got into it, I was like, you got to invest in Bitcoin and, and you know, 1% of your portfolio should be in Bitcoin. And, and while those are still languages that I'll, that I'll still use, uh, Bitcoin really is a savings plan. And because the, the reason is because investing insinuates that you have to sell it. Uh, you know, investing insinuates that, um, you know, you, you pick, like when I invest in anything other than Bitcoin, I, I pick my return and then I sell. Like, for example, Tesla's a perfect example of that. You know, you buy Tesla stock, uh, you watch it go up, you make your number, you sell it, you don't look back because you made your number, the, the stock did what it was supposed to do for you, and then you have to pick the next one and the next one and the next one. And that, that right there, that mindset is what is crippling our world is that we are so used to our, like in a sound money system, you should be able to have cash and feel very comfortable. Cash is king was the old saying, right? That is not the case anymore. If you got a, if you got a bag of money under your mattress, every single day that you sleep, 
every single night that you put your head on the pillow, that cash becomes worth a little bit less. <laughs> and that's a terrifying thought. And so we're in this constant state of panic of like, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's going to go up, going to go down, going to go up, going to go down. We're in this rat race. And, and what Bitcoin does is it incentivizes savings. The, the CEO of MasterCard actually did this incredibly well. Um, he was trying to knock Bitcoin, but it, it, it made quite a bit of sense when he said it. He said, why would I use money that could buy me two Cokes today and then 32 Cokes tomorrow? And, and it's like, that's a very good form of money because it incentivizes you to save, right? If your money can buy you two Cokes today and one Coke tomorrow, that is very yes, bad. That, that <laughs> present value of money is going negative, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But if your money is going to be worth 15 times more tomorrow, you're probably not going to spend as recklessly. You're probably not going to need, you know, a $110,000 truck. You're not going to finance that truck for the next 10 years of your life or whatever the truck financing rates are right now. Um, you're probably not going to live in a house that's going to leave your house poor and is too big. You're probably going to want to live in something that's a lot more manageable. You're going to want to live well within your means to make sure that you have this sound money for the future, for your kids, for your grandkids, for your great grandkids, for generations to come even. And so, Bitcoin as a savings plan really incentivizes our society to save as opposed to Bitcoin as an investment, which incentivizes our society to buy it, sell it, and then have to rush into something else before their cash becomes less. No, worth, I've never heard it. I've never heard a position that way. And I just, I think when you read anything about investing in the psychology of investing, we're, whereas humans are inherently poor at that future, like seeing the future and, and delaying our gratification because it's so right. abstract or the number's not big enough to get our attention. But two cokes to thirty six cokes, you're like, oh wow, my money grew exponentially valuable. So yeah, I'll just buy one coke today, yeah. and put that other coke money away because then I can buy you know fifteen and a half cokes down the road or whatever sixteen cokes. Hmm. Exactly. And that, and that should be the way that we look at money, right? Is, is you know, it's, it's, it's not uh, money, sound money in a sound money system should leave you feeling uncomfortable spending it. It should be like, Oh, I really need this, but I really don't want to spend my money because, because my money tomorrow will be worth more than my money today. And we uh, do and not I don't have even that think right we, I don't think that concept is even being taught. Like there's, it, to me, that would be a much more savvy, no, self-aware individual not. about the psychology of money and their own belief structures around it to even get to what you just said. Like some people are like, okay, what did you just say? Hopefully they're rewinding and listening to that little segment again. <laughs> well, yeah, like what, what's, what's being taught right now is, is, you know, make sure you find a trusted professional that can manage your money for you. Like basically don't educate yourself. Just give the most important asset in your life to somebody else and let them take care of it for you. It's like, what? Like, how is that? How does that make any sense at all? You know, we're not, we're not like, it's it just, it's, it's very, very discouraging to, to see that like, this should be, this should be grade one. Grade, math and finance should be the same class. Like we don't have to, I have a, I have a calculator right here and it sits in my pocket at all times. I don't, I don't need to know my times tables anymore. Well, I'm, I'm glad I do, you know, but what I do need to know is, is how does money work? How does finance work? What does the tax system look like? What is the actual efficiencies of our monetary policies? What does it mean that 70% of our money has been printed in the last seven months or the last 10 months or however long it's been? Like, what does all this mean for our economy? And what does it mean for our country? And what does it mean for our stability of our economy? So I, I I'd like to see the education system. Kind that of feels like a big lift. Way. Like I, I I tend to agree with you. Like we're are we are we learning the right things that are actually going to help us be better in our lives? Uh, certainly, I think there's there's some there's some right. huge gaps. So let's talk about you know Bitcoin from the sense of like it still feels a bit scary. You know, like again, <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm just going to say for me after these questions, so I can I can be really transparent <laughs> about it. 
relatively savvy guy. I'm not that intimidated by technology, but something about this, I was just like, oh man, I just don't know. So people are listening to you talk right now and going, yeah, like, yeah, I want to be in control of my own money. I want to have, but yet this Bitcoin thing still seems like a little bit of a black box to me because I'm, although it might not be good, I'm very familiar with the bank machine. I'm very familiar with paying my taxes. Like right or wrong, they're, 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 they're comfortable because they're familiar, which doesn't make them right. So walk us through, like someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go and save with Bitcoin. I like that. I like that flip. So how, how would they, how would they approach it? And I guess, is it, is it as intimidating or is it just a story that I created in my mind? Um, it's, it's a story, um, that is very true. And thank, what I mean thank by you. That I don't is, threw me a bone on that one. No, but, but in all seriousness, like it, there was, there was a lot of sleepless, uncomfortable nights for me learning about Bitcoin, building my first Bitcoin node, you know, using my first wallet, my first Bitcoin transaction. I was like, I was sweating, like, like literally perspiring from my face because, because it was so uncomfortable. Um, but my recommendation is just to start. And what I mean by that is like, we all, or lots of us know how to ride a bike. Um, we started with training wheels and then we got like fairly comfortable and then those training wheels got taken off and then we fell a bunch of times and scraped our knees. And then now we can like ride a bike and some of us have bikes with like motors on them and we can go like hundreds of kilometers an hour down the road on two wheels. Um, which is petrifying in my opinion. And, um, and also amazing. That's do. why I do it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, and so, you know, when you're looking at Bitcoin, um, look at it as, as long-term and like, just delete price apps. Don't look at the price. Don't look at the price for a month or for a year or for a decade. Um, just, just get, get an app that you control the private key. And so already people like, (laughs) but a a private key is the password. It's just a, it's just a seed. It's just a, you know, a backup code, uh, virtually. And, and so, um, my recommendations for those are like, like the Electrum wallet is something you download onto your, onto your, um, computer. It's something that, that prompts you to back things up. The user experience is, um, not beautiful. There's no bubbly buttons and there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very clearly a bare bones, basic product that enables people to, to, um, that enables people to, I think, understand the technology and, and learn the technology without, without the flash and it, and it, in the same way that like when you work out your muscles tear and then they grow back bigger, um, this is a muscle tearing exercise. This is supposed to be, um, you know, something that is so important to you that you're willing to tear your brain muscles, uh, to build them in a bigger way. And so the Electrum, the Electrum wallet, uh, is, is open source. You're able to, to verify the, um, the, 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 the updates and you're able to verify the version that you're downloading. If you're something you want to do. And if you don't know how to do that stuff, um, you know, just, just search it, go on to Google, go on to YouTube, watch these videos, watch thousands of hours, maybe not that many, watch lots of videos, different perspectives, different people telling you different things. Don't listen to trading strategies. Don't listen to buying strategies. Don't listen to anything like that. Listen to protocol strategies. What does it mean? How is Bitcoin safest? Um, another recommendation and kind of a hybrid model is a hardware wallet. I think that hardware wallets, um, you know, Ledger or Trezor are kind of the two big ones are ways that, you know, it's a physical device that you can buy. It's a USB stick, basically, um, that kind of does have that polished user experience that, uh, that you can, you know, keep your coins safe. And, and there's a clear revenue stream there. You're buying a piece of hardware. You're going to pay, you know, uh, I don't know, 60 or a hundred dollars for a USB stick, basically. Um, 
And so, so the company is able to make money on that and they're able to develop and they're able to, to propose a kind of polished user experience um, in that way. But, but I'd say that like self-custody, uh, meaning owning and controlling your Bitcoin is the most important thing that any rookie or experienced Bitcoiner, so to speak, can do. And you absolutely have to uh, take custody of your coins because without control, without, without, the, without the money or without the Bitcoin being in your possession, you don't have it. And, and we've seen time and time again, people trusting other people with money. We do it with the banks, but I doubt, Tyler, you have a hundred grand in cash. You just drop it off at my place and bolt for a few years. Like, like, you know, I'm a pretty trustworthy guy. Um, we've, we've known each other for like, you know, a few months and that's all good. But like, I, I just wouldn't want you to do that. Un- unnecess- I, I, I believe in risk mitigation. <laughs> and- and that feels like an unnecessary risk. So we'll just chalk it up as like, <laughs> you did what? <laughs> and you expected it to work out? I'm like, okay. 100%. Yeah, okay, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like Adam's got like a few Harleys in his, in his garage and, and, and super, sure super weird, super weird. Um, but, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we have to get comfortable holding and controlling our own money and, and that should be something that's very important to us. So that's where I'd start. And then from there, um, I know I just said, don't listen to buying strategies and trading strategies, but the only strategy that you should have is just buying a little bit of Bitcoin every single week, every two weeks. Okay, so you just cost average every month, over a period of time because it's going to go up and it's going to go down. But Dollar listening to you average. talk, ultimately it's going to continue to trend up because the world is starting to get on board, even from an institutional. Because that's all everything I was reading, of course, leading up to even reaching out to you. It was like, well, the institutions are now proving that this is, they're getting involved. So there's all of a sudden now it's like, oh, this isn't just some. Right. Like my, my techie friend who's into weird stuff, he's doing it. It's starting to get like basically a bigger stamp of approval is what I've heard. It's what's really been contributing to this rise the last 10 months. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And I think too, like the other thing to remember is, is you know, Bitcoin goes up and down on the, on the short looks. But if you zoom out, Bitcoin's never gone down. Um, you know, like, like when I got into Bitcoin, I got into Bitcoin when it was about $100. And I, and I watched it go from like 10 to a hundred. And I was like, Holy smokes, I've missed it. Like, you know, I, I may or may not even buy any right now. And then, and then it went from a hundred to a thousand. And I was like, Holy crap, I'm glad I got in. Like, you know, but there's no chance I'm going to buy any now. And then it crashes to 200 and I'm like, wow, you know, that was, that was super interesting. And then it sat at 200 bucks for like, you know, 18 months or, or 24 months like that. And then it went, and then it went from, from there back to the all time high and then 20 grand and then boom down to two grand. And so like, like there are, there are these 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 ludicrous swings, but if you zoom out and you're like, hey, six years ago or eight years ago, Bitcoin was a hundred dollars, and now it's it's forty three thousand um, dollars. There's no crash in there. Like there are crashes along the way, but like the general trend is very much up, and and we have to remember that like this is a long term play. This is a savings account. This is not a quick flip day trading. You know make your money in four days and then, and then get out as fast as you can. This is the long game. And, and we need to be conditioned to like Bitcoin is $1 or Bitcoin is a million dollars. I'm going to be buying my friends. is like my phone, my DMS, everything is just like, when do I buy? When do I buy? When do I buy? And my answer is the same every week. That's when like I buy Bitcoin every single week. We have a, a program here for our team, a Bitcoin savings plan. Um, kind of in, in, in place of RSP matching. And, and we incentivize our team to buy Bitcoin every single payday um, oh, that's awesome. by, okay. by matching. You guys are living a, it. A I, I appreciate, so I appreciate we, that a lot. Yeah, they're, so they're saying what you believe in and then there's actually believing it. it. Man. And, and we have, 
Yeah, and, and we have some of our team that just takes fully denominated paychecks in Bitcoin. They don't they don't take any Canadian dollars, um, and so so I, I like that's that's what you want to be. And it's like it's regardless of price. There were there were some days uh, where you know the price would be sky high and they'd be taking Bitcoin. That's all great. And then and then some some you know for the last in the last few years especially there's been these dips and valleys. But at the end of the day, like. The, the net accumulation of Bitcoin is the most Which, important. Which, again, we've all sat in an, in an advisor's office and they showed us the graph of the, of the stock market for the last 40 or 50 years and they zoom in on the section where it went down and they zoom in on the section where it went up and they showed if you invest $100, like, come on, we've all been through that presentation <laughs> or most of us have. But thinking about moving it, I really like the switching position that you took today. Of like, listen, this is not that because we all heard the stories floating around. Oh, you know that guy that worked in the oil patch and he invested ten thousand dollars and then he retired at six point seven million because it like like I've heard those stories from so many people and it's it's yeah. weird like this FOMO story attached with like the there's always somebody winning but I didn't win and again I've just heard so many versions that I start to turn them off after a while because you know one half of them are not even true anyways and the other half you don't yeah. actually know the details of what happened but they were always the get rich quick story. It wasn't the no, no, this is a long-term play. It's the solid place to be for crypto. Think about it like you would think about any investment portfolio with a longer term hold. That's a good shift. I appreciate that. It feels like it brings it down to earth a little bit. Bitcoin. And and it should, and it it should seem less scary too, because all of a sudden you're not looking at deploying millions of dollars into this thing. You're looking at deploying, you know, 50 bucks a week. And, and as you get more comfortable, like, if you put 50 bucks a week into Bitcoin starting a year ago, starting a week ago, um, you'd be in a very good place and, and, and you'd be learning all, you know, all along. What's my address? How am I sending it? How am I receiving it? You know, am I making sure this is backed up? This is nice and safe. Like all these things that you'll be just kind of, you'll be, you'll be micro investing into it and, and, and you'll, and you'll have, you know, your brain kind of in tune with every two weeks or every week you've got that Bitcoin coming. So you have to like, you know, reopen the, you know, your wallet, you have to relearn what the interface looks like. You have to kind of, you know, oh yeah, that's right. The, the, the transaction hash from last week was this, and I can search them on the blockchain and you can like, it's kind of a way to like introduce yourself and take baby steps into, you know, the most influential and generational. So if somebody's um, not into that, your, your, your recommendation was crystal clear. There's no gray area just to be, just so I'm clear. Do, do this, don't do that. <laughs> of course, I'm online today, just doing some searching around, getting ready for our chat. And of course, I stumble on Well Simple. And we're not trying to pick on them or good or bad or indifferent. But hey, you want to buy Bitcoin? We'll handle it all for you. And I would imagine there's a, a portion of people that would say, oh, you know, I heard what Adam said. I don't disagree. That's just not me. So I'm going to go to a platform. I don't want to pick on one or call one out that is going to handle it all for me. I'm hearing you like that's not the recommend, even if it does look super, they make it look super easy. They're really good at that. Back to user experience. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, simple PayPal, uh, Mogo, these, these companies that are, that are doing this, um, they are doing it as an investment and, and that's not what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin's a savings plan. And so, um, when you, uh, give money to wealth simple and then Wealthsimple simple, hopefully buys Bitcoin on your behalf, um, you cannot access that Bitcoin. You don't get it. Uh, in the same way that if you buy an Apple stock on Wealthsimple, that Apple stock sits in the Wealthsimple account, the Wealthsimple brokerage account, with a little ticker that says, "This is this is for Tyler." You know, this this one Apple stock or whatever. This is Tyler's, and that's all good. But it ultimately sits in the pool of stocks that Wealthsimple holds. Wealthsimple has a few billion dollars under management. Um, that's what they do. Their their business model is not to sell things. Their business model is to hold things and, and they hold things and charge a fee for it. And so 
if you buy Bitcoin on Wealthsimple or PayPal or Mogo or any other kind of derivatives platform, you're not buying Bitcoin. You're buying a derivative of an asset in the same way that if you buy gold um, and you don't take physical custody of that gold, you don't have control or you don't really own that gold. You own the exposure to that gold that you've bought. And frankly, uh, that's not good enough. That's It's not enough to not have control of your money. You you should be clawing at the doors to take ownership and to take custody of your money. And if you're not, um, I don't think that you necessarily understand the implications of that. Um, what happens if, if behind the scenes, and this is speculation, let me, let me preface all this, and I'm not even going to use a company here. I'm going to simply say, derivatives platform to mean any, you know, any of the platforms that, that offer this, of, of which there are plenty. What if these derivatives platform, they get a little bit cheeky and they see, you know what, this Bitcoin price is so volatile. We're going to, we're going to play a few games here and, and we're only going to hold 70% of Bitcoin owed, um, in treasury. And we're going to day trade or, or we're going to try and make a little bit of extra bump on that 30% stock markets down. Things aren't going so well. we got to make up some revenue here. And so they start kind of getting a little bit cute with that 30%. And then all of a sudden, the Bitcoin price, let's say 10Xs, conservatively 10Xs, uh, which we've seen, uh, I think, four, four to six times in, in, in Bitcoin's history, we've seen it 10X. And then, let's say 90% of people who have this investing mindset look to cash out. All of a sudden, the derivatives platform cannot pay those, those cash outs because they've got an asset they're not holding that is now 10X that the majority of their, so what they're banking on is they're banking on you buying and holding, or they're banking on you buying and not selling. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, that's just, again, it's not good enough. We, you, if you don't understand and you don't know when or how you can take custody of an asset that you've bought, you should not buy it. Uh, in I, my I don't opinion. have any questions. I think that was super clear. The, 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 yeah, the prosecution rest. I think that was super, like, you made your point. Yeah, Closing arguments were rock solid. So, <laughs> This isn't. This is great because this wasn't a conversation. This is a conversation about Bitcoin. But what I'm really this was a conversation is about financial sovereignty and what's and Bitcoin being the single best vehicle in your opinion or like yeah. that that is going to allow us as individuals and families to do that. Hundred percent, man. And 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 that's what that's what it is. Is it's 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 not a way to get rich. It's a way to to you know have purchasing mm-hmm. power. And and if you look at like. Like you look at the, we've all seen the numbers of like, uh, you know, my grandpa could buy a loaf of bread and a movie ticket for 50 cents. And, and now it's like, you know, 50 bucks (laughs) and, and no one's up in arms about that, man. Like, like the government just openly says, Hey, just so you guys know this year, we made your money a little less valuable, but that's fine. And this is normal close for business. And we're like, okay, that's cool. It's like, what? You know, imagine, (laughs) imagine if, if, if we were like, you know, everyone is like, furious at apple apple like throttles down batteries to preserve device or whatever they did or they you know and everyone's like up in arms you made my asset less valuable how could you do this to me you know class action lawsuit this is so bad you know iphone apple you're the devil this is bad and the government does that literally they like openly are just like inflation is this much this year and that means that your money is worth a little bit less and we're like that's cool it's only two percent oh it's only four percent this year that's all good like what you know are we seriously well, good with that? Anything, the, 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 the getting normal, you normalize things, you know what I mean? That's been so normalized over time. Like you said, this cycle we're in, this 100, 150 year, if you look back and we're in it and it's just the way it is and we weren't taught any different. And you, you, you speak this heresy of uh, going, you know, do you get any letters? Do you get any black helicopters circling around your building, Adam? <laughs> 
<laughs> None that I can speak about. Excellent answer. Right? <laughs> no media training too. You nailed that one. <laughs> You know what? I don't think I'd even need it, man. I think I'm. If you need a letter of reference, man, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to get your quarter. Oh, I really appreciate. It. So, go get educated. You gave some really good references today of places people can go and be proactive with. Download this, research that. Is there a how? To, can you give me a how-to link here? Can you give me a link that I can put on this and say, yeah, like send? You know what? Yes. So, so actually, like, so right now we are building out this kind awesome. of education academy. We want to get this content kind of out there. In the meantime, um, a guy from Calgary, actually, Ben. Uh, is his name uh, BTC Sessions? Is his is his YouTube okay. kind of handle and YouTube link? His full time job is making educational content. Oh, awesome. Okay, so that's Bitcoin. a place to go, and it's local too here and in Alberta. That's awesome. Mm. Local in Alberta. The guy's amazing. Him and I have a phenomenal relationship. We used to work together like back in the good old days, and um, he's he's an absolute stud. He he's taught me a ton about the protocols. Um, you know, he he does he dives into what's important to know. And then, and then kind of gives his opinion, but ultimately is, is very much the same mentality as me of like, do your research, figure it out for yourself. And, and it's the, the best things are not the easiest things. <laughs> I find it's typically and, like that. Actually. Have to understand it, like almost in every single facet of life, um, you know, we have to, it, it is like, it is becoming so important that our society understands the implications of not owning and controlling our money, not being financially sovereign are going to have serious consequences for us or for our generations to come down the future. And we need, now is the time we need to, to become aware and, and to, and to at least have the ability um, and have the understanding as to what that means. And we have to understand what we're giving up if we don't choose to participate in a financially sovereign monetary system. And mic drop moment right there. <laughs> well said, man. <laughs> yeah, what you were just, I'm done. Just, like, I'm like, I guess, away, I guess interview's you know? over. Adam's out of here. Adam, love having you on, man. That was such a good chat. I was really looking forward to it. I don't uh, I don't often have guests back a second time just because there's so many interesting people in Alberta to talk to you or all around the world. But uh, with what was going on with Bitcoin, and I loved our first conversation. So if anyone hasn't listened, go back and check out that episode. You'll you'll hear the infamous drug deal in the parking lot Bitcoin story, which is, I think, a great, like le- legendary story. I'm assuming. To be clear, not an actual. Sorry, yes, an actual drug deal. To be clear, just buying. Bitcoin. It's like an episode of The Wire, and Adam's <laughs> right, in it, right. and he's in it. That's what's happening. Um, hey, what, how do? What's the best way for people? Bitcoin, well, obviously online. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, um, so just at the Bitcoin Well on Twitter um, or BitcoinWell.com for sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam O'Brien with an underscore. Damn it, couldn't get just at Adam O'Brien. Some uh, some rugby player got it. <laughs> the story, of the, the story but, of the web, uh, and everybody but, sometimes but, you're like, yeah. "Oh, you had no choice, so you made up a thing." I get it. I know how it goes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so that's um, that's where we are. Definitely, you know, like call us, chat with us. You know, get an education. If 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 you're asking answers that we don't have answers to, I, I, we haven't come across any yet, but I'm sure they're coming. Um, you know, we'll send you in the right direction, or we'll or, or we'll look it up. We are our 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 mission is truly to empower society and and. And I think that um, with that in mind, I think that we can, you know, Adam, I appreciate the work the you're doing, out. and I love you. I, I love your passion, man. And I'll any anytime you got something to share, give me a call. We'll have you on the show. It's, uh, it's I love our chats, man. High energy. Mm. I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. 